I would expect that most outsiders who don't follow Chilean politics so closely would imagine that the reject campaign succeeded through suppressing the working class vote and by ensuring very high turnout in wealthier neighbourhoods where opposition to the constitutional process was of course strong. But you describe in your recent article for New Left Review that that is not at all how the vote played out and that in fact opposition was was very strong in working class areas. Yes, this was uh, not, not expected, not from the right or the left. Uh, and this was the product of the forced vote. So all the other um, elections that we had had before, uh, since the um, voting was declared um, uh, voluntary, uh, were all around 50% turnout. But this time around, it was uh, a declared a mandatory vote. So uh, there was around 86% of turnout this time around. So we have we had a lot of um, a, a, a ignorance about what, what was going to happen um, a, with that vote. And the problem was that nobody can pre- could predict. And uh, what happened is that the uh, working classes that were, were forced to vote and uh, uh, through fines. So basically they had to, if they, they didn't vote, uh, they could be charged with a fine that was around a third of the minimum wage. So this was a huge fine. And um, of course, um, working class people are persecuted in this way, a very extractivist state uh, going and, and having this uh, fine. So uh, we, we, were, we were used to this before when the uh, voting was mandatory. So these people went out to vote in mass um, just to avoid the fines, and they voted in mass to reject. And this was not only voting against the text, which is a very complex text. Imagine there are 399 articles. So um, they didn't really vote against the text itself because they didn't. It, there was no uh, pedagogy. There was no information about the, the draft. But uh, I and I I think it is more about a rejection of the current government on the one hand. Uh, so Gabriel Boric today has 27% approval and also a rejection of the process itself. We had talked about this before, of how the elite co-opted the process and uh, shut out the um, participation of the people. And when this was perceived as an elite takeover and um, it, they rejected the process because they didn't, it didn't include uh, the popular uh, input. Mm. And I suppose if you're apolitical or, or not particularly engaged and, and you're being effectively forced to vote un, under a threat of a, of, of a fine, then you're going to feel sort of hostile to the to the uh, the cause of that vote. And, and in this case, of course, it's the, the cause of the, the Constitutional Convention. Of course. Imagine you're forced to go and vote on something that you have never been informed. Uh, and for this, for our listeners, is that we have to uh, explain that uh, we are used to in the first world, I would say, that the government communicates uh, with us through, for example, a letter that comes to your home, right? Or something that the, the government gives you, because especially if it's a mandatory vote and you're going to be fined, right? Uh, but in Chile, nothing was sent to homes. Uh, it was always only TV propaganda that was not even official. So many people that do not have internet or, you know, a TV or radio and they live really um, in, in the countryside, they really didn't know there was a vote going on. 
So the people that went to vote for that they did know, they 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 were very um, hostile to the process itself. And uh, we need to remember that the political parties and the system itself, so we have Congress and the president, all the institutions in Chile have less than 20% approval. So this vote that was forced, of course, you go and reject because you are forced to vote, you reject the government, you reject the system itself. So it's, as, it's an anti-systemic vote in a way. It's much harder to go and approve something that you don't know about than to go and reject something that you don't know about, right? So uh, there, I think that that is was uh, what what drove the, the the vote. In addition to that disinformation campaign uh, that was uh, that, that was led by the the right wing and conservative forces. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a five pound supporter on Patreon. As well as getting access to extended versions of regular shows, you'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Go to patreon.com forward slash poll theory other to sign up.